Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I am your host, Jason Spears, back with the last edition of the All-22 for the Indianapolis Colts. And today we are going to talk about the safety position. Lots of intrigue in this position this year, starting with starting free safety Malik Hooker, who is in his final year of his rookie contract, and the Colts did not offer him the guaranteed fifth year. So he's going to have to come out and ball this year. That is the biggest storyline for me as far as all these players go. Also, Julian Blackman getting healthy is a major, major factor in this season as well because I think he brings a lot to the table as far as the safety group goes and can be a special, special player. He injured his ACL in the Pac-12 championship game, so I'm not sure what his timetable for return is. I've heard training camp, but even then, he, you know, you just don't know how it's going to react, so... It'll be an interesting training camp for this team, a lot of storylines, and let's just get into this final, all 22, with the secondary, more specifically the safeties. So I'm going to start out with the sixth safety, a guy I think is going to make the team. Now let me say that with this caveat. I do think Chris Ballard is going to sign someone, a veteran player, to help with the secondary, with, with the safeties, because of the, I mean, we've got a ton of young players. Let me go through the ages of our of our safeties on the roster right now. Donald Rutledge, who I'm going to talk about in a second, 23, undrafted free agent we signed out of Georgia Southern. Roland Milligan, 25. George Odom, 26. Julian Blackman, 21. Kari Willis, 24. Malik Hooker, 24. I would not be shocked to see this team sign a vet free agent safety to kind of guide the young players. Now, I haven't gone and thoroughly looked through what safeties are available, how much they'll cost, all of that. I haven't done any of that research. All I'm saying is there's no way, I don't see any way this team goes into training camp with six safeties. I think they're going to add one or two. They might just be camp bodies. Who knows? But there's no guarantee Julian Blackman's going to be ready to start the season, and that leaves you with four safeties and an undrafted free agent. So knowing Chris Ballard, he is going to add to this position group, try to improve it, try to push the competition, because right now, keeping it real, I'm not sure Julian Blackman's going to be ready to start the year. And if you go into the season with just four safeties and then a fifth, you know, a guy that's an undrafted free agent that, I mean, that that's, that's a recipe for disaster, if, especially if safety is the position that the injuries just crushed this year. Because you guys know with the Colts and with everybody, every team, there's always one position or two positions where it seems like all the injuries fall. And this is a position where that cannot happen because this is a position that we do not have that much depth, especially at strong safety. So let me get into to our safeties and the guys that I looked at, which is all of the guys on the 90-man on the roster, starting with Donald Rutledge, strong safety, 23 years old, 6'1", 215, out of Georgia's Southern. I watched some of his tape last year when I watched Vildor, the corner I really wanted out of Georgia Southern, but we did not get him. But he's a solid player. I love his size, 6'1", 215, runs well. And I've seen him listed at strong and free. 
Here's the thing with him. I, I like his speed, but his agility and ability to get from point A to point B as a free safety, I don't think is going to be good enough in the NFL. However, he is a big-time hitter. He's very fast, and I think he could be a sleeper to be you know, our backup strong safety. I think he's that he's capable of it. So I really like Rutledge. I think he's got a legit shot to make the squad. There's not too much competition other than Kari Willis, Roland Milligan. So he's not going to beat out Kari Willis. He could certainly beat out Roland Milligan. Uh, he's younger, he's bigger, he's faster. So that, I mean, but that's neither here nor there getting ahead of myself. So I, I like Rutledge. I think he makes the, I actually think he's going to make the team based on the fact that I don't think Julian Blackman is going to be ready and I don't think you carry four safeties, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I still think they add a guy. We'll see what happens with all that, but I'm just going off of what I have in front of me right now. And so Donald Rutledge is is sixth. Number five is Roland Milligan. Now we saw him play a little bit last year. He played in 11 games, had one start, played on special teams. He had 15 tackles. The one thing I liked about Milligan is he was able to kind of slide up and play the nickel and did okay. He wasn't great, but he did okay. He's 25 years old, 5'10", 200 pounds, so another solid, strong safety, another solid-sized, strong safety. Not tall, but but big and, and physical enough to play the position. I think that he's got a great opportunity to make the roster. He can do a couple different things, again, which is something Chris Boward looks for. He can play on special teams and he can also play in the nickel in a pinch. So, And last year, with our injuries, I think it was the Kansas City game, or maybe it was a different game, where he was re- really playing a lot of nickel. So I think Roland Milligan is probably somebody that's going to challenge to make this roster, especially if no one else is added. Now we get into our top four safeties, and three of these four guys are free safeties. Three of the four... And I love, I really like all these guys. So at four, George Odom, free safety, 26 years old, 6'1", 202 pounds, played 16 games last year, started one, had 37 tackles, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. So for the short amount he was on the field, he definitely made his presence felt with two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and 37 tackles. I think he'll see more this year, more snaps, especially if Blackman is not ready to play. I think you'll see him back up Malik Hooker. And I think th- this kid can play. This is an NFL caliber player. He played great in that Kansas City game. And I think he's a, you know, I think he's a candidate to, if we don't re-sign Malik Hooker to, you know, him and Julian Blackman, be, I mean, that's a fight right there. I think Julian Matt Blackman ultimately wins it. But George Odom can play. Don't you know? Don't sleep on George Odom. He's he's a very talented kid, a sleeper kid that we found. Again, another guy that can that can play back there, play special teams, can do some things. You can move him around. A lot of these guys are interchangeable. Um, I think Odom's a guy you can play at both strong and free. So I like that about him. I like his versatility, and I think he brings a, a, just a great attitude and a and a. And a, and a He's a fun player to watch because he gets he gets after it on the field. So he's a, he's the number four rated safety that I have, and our backup free safety if Blackman can't play. My number three pick is Blackman Julian Blackman. I love this pick, man. Free safety, twenty one, six foot one eighty seven. We drafted him out of Utah in the third round, eighty fifth pick. Listen. This guy is as sure tacklers you're going to find. You can play him over the tight end. You can move him around. 
He's always around the ball. He reminds me of Okariki. Whenever I watched Okariki film, he was always around the ball. Julian Blackman is always around the ball making plays, whether it's picking off balls, whether it's forcing fumbles. This kid is is a, really a special talent. The only reason he went as late as he did, and that was only in the third round, was because he's coming off that ACL injury. And uh, I think... I really think he's our starting free safety in 2021. I think he's he's really really I mean he he has everything that you look for in a safety. He loves to hit, he loves to play the pass, he can blitz, he you know, he can cover tight ends, he can do I mean everything that you want in a safety this guy has. I think he's going to be a pro bowl caliber player very quickly. I think people are going to be shocked at how good he is. And I can't wait to see him play. Now, I have him listed third here because we have two proven guys ahead of him. Well, proven in the sense that they've played in the NFL. Kari Willis and Malik Hooker's been solid. But I think at the end of his career, Julian Blackman is going to be somebody that you look back on and say, damn, he was a really, really good player. So I love this pick. Love this player. Not sure he's going to make an immediate impact like the first week of the year because of the injury, but I think they are going to work him in. And once he's gets his feet wet and he's ready, you know, ready to really go 100%, he's going to be special. So love him at free safety and very excited to see him play this year, hopefully sooner than later. Now we get to our strong safety starter. That will be Kari Willis. Strong safety, 24 years old, 5'11", 213 pounds out of Michigan State. We drafted him in the fourth round. We moved up to get him. Uh, last year, 14 games, 9 starts, 71 tackles, 2 tackles for loss, 1 pass defended, no forced fumbles, which I think will change. He's got to improve that. We really want to get more out of our safeties than we, our starting safeties than we did last year. We really didn't get a lot from from our secondary at all. Really, injuries played a role, but just not not a lot of playmaking last year. Not a lot of playmaking out of a lot of these guys. So, I expect Willis to get better. He got better as the season went on. Made some big plays. I remember the Tennessee game. He had a huge play in that game early on in the season. I think he's just going to continue to get better and solidify our defense and be starting day one at, at strong safety. Really like him going into his second year. A lot of times you see a big jump from one year, from the first year to the second year. I think you're going to see something similar to Kari Willis. He's going to play faster this year, and I think he's going to be very impactful on the back end of our defense. Now we get to the number one guy, Malik Hooker. Free safety, 24 years old, still a young buck. Although he's been in the league since what 2017, 61214, great size, great speed, did not have a great year last year in my opinion. He missed 3 games due to injury, started 13 games, had 51 tackles, 2 interceptions, 3 passes defended, no forced fumbles. I think he can he needs to continue to improve his playmaking. He cannot have as many mental lapses as he had last year. We had a ton of back-end mental lapses on our defense, especially at the back end of the season where we're giving up long pass plays because our safety wasn't over the top you know, in, in our defense, and, and that can't happen. It happened way too much last year. We gave up. One thing about this defense is you're not supposed to give up big plays in it. It's supposed to be chunk by chunk, and you and you try to force a team to make them go like 10 to 15 play drives, and you hope within those plays that you can, you can get them in a third and long and get them to punt or get them to turn the ball over. That's what this defense is. We didn't do that last year because we had far too many breakdowns in our defense, and a lot of the times it was our safeties, whether that be Willis, Gathers, 
Hooker, they all made mistakes. Hooker has got to step it up this year. This is the most important season in his career by far because he's trying to play for his next deal. And he's got to, and somebody's, I mean, somebody's going to pay him regardless. But if he wants to be in Indianapolis, he's going to have to play a whole hell of a lot better this year than he did last year because I thought last year was not a very good season for him, did not make a lot of splash plays, impact plays, got lost in coverage a lot had concentration issues. None of that crap can happen. And he was in his third year. So I don't know if I expect him, but I need him to play like the player that we thought we were getting when we drafted him out of Ohio state. To me, he absolutely has not lived up to the billing. And I'm not saying he's been bad. He's not been bad. He's been solid, but he hasn't been the guy we thought that we were getting that was going to, you know, get seven, eight interceptions a year, make plays all over the field, uh, and have a huge impact on the game. He hasn't been that guy. I haven't seen that guy. I don't know if the ACL robbed him of of his agility, his speed. I don't know, but I just haven't seen a lot of those plays from him. And some of it is people going to the opposite side of the field and scheming away from him. But some of it's just him not getting back to the position he needs to be in or making plays in the run game. I mean, you might be a free safety, but you still got to come up and support the run. And he doesn't do that very well. He's he's gotten better. He's gotten better, but he does he still doesn't do it very well. So Malik Hooker absolutely has to have a big year for him to remain in Indianapolis because you got a guy who I think is every bit as good, probably better than him, waiting in the wings once he's healthy. A guy that loves to tackle was I mean people uh, have said was the best tackler as far as safeties go in this draft, and he can cover and run, and he's all over the field. You got that behind you, so you better hurry. You know, you better bring it this year. You better bring it, be ready to play, show what you got. I honestly think this is Malik Hooker's last year in Indianapolis. I think Julian Blackman starts at free safety next year. I'll be shocked if they bring him back. Uh, I think either he plays so well, he plays himself out of the Colts' price range, and them knowing they've got a guy behind him that they like a lot, they'll let him walk, or he doesn't play well and you know, again, they somebody else like the Redskins or somebody offers them some insane, you know, deal that the Colts are just not going to pay. That's my opinion. I, I love Malik Hooker. I, I think he's a solid player, but I just don't think he's shown as much as we thought he would show in his career. So this is, again, back to this being a huge year for him. He's got to show it, man. He's got to have a big year. And not only for himself, for this team to get where it needs to be. There's got to be... As a whole, in this defense, there's got to be way, way less mental mistakes. There can't be, you know, plays where the corner thinks he's got over the top help, he and the safety's, you know, in the middle of the field and doesn't get over there in time, and we get beat for a 60-yard touchdown. That kind of crap can't happen, especially when you've been in the defense for what will be the third year for, for these guys. So... That can't happen. All these guys got to improve. We need to see more as far as splash plays out of these guys, whether that be Willis, whether that be Hooker, as I've talked about. Whoever's on the field, they've got to make an impact, and that's the most important thing. I still believe Ballard's going to look around and try to add to this position group just to challenge some of these guys. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a sexy signing, but I think it'll be a solid one because that's what Chris Ballard does. He gets guys that are high ceiling, you know, high reward, low risk. So I would expect that he would sign, you know, a safety or at least a couple camp bodies to press these guys. 
Um, and we'll see what happens. But as far as this group goes, they've got to stay healthy and they've got to make plays that impact the game, be sure tacklers, and have less mental mistakes on the field this year for the Colts to get to where they want to go. So that wraps up the All-22 from the defense, and it's been a blast covering it for you guys. Uh, we should have some interviews and stuff coming up in the next few days, a Q&A, lots of fun stuff on the way here on the For the Culture podcast.